are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. And after a very confusing and upsetting loss from the Flames last night, I figured we could, you know, head on over to this wonderful podcast and talk about it. But first, make sure you are subscribed and following this podcast on your favorite uh, podcast app right now for free. And head on over to the podcast app and give the, st- give the show a five-star rating and review. So I started taking notes on uh, the game last night when it was still happening, and I was going to record immediately after, but I just didn't because I was exhausted, and I I was too upset. Uh, it would not have been a good podcast, but Montreal, the, we've known that they're a very good team, and the Flames were going to need to do their best to play against them. And unfortunately, that just did not happen. The Flames did not show up until like 58 minutes into the game. Not entirely sure what happened. Um, you probably could have put a cardboard box in net and it would have had more saves than David Riddick. Yes, if you did not watch the game and have been kind of under a little bit of a rock, David Riddick got the start last night. So Jacob Markstrom got the night off. But the Flames were just on entirely different pages of entirely different books. I almost shut it off after Tyler Toffoli scored on the uh, on Montreal's penalty kill. I think that was like the third goal, <laughs> but it was just not not. A move. I'm just happy that they went out and signed Jacob Markstrom because could you imagine how bad it would be if you had. This isn't a dig at David Riddick. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being, but goalie David Riddick is just not somebody who was a consistent starter in my eyes. But um, Carey Price looked fantastic as well. He had the Flames shut out through 58 minutes, and then they went and scored two goals. Uh, Valimaki was seeing... Um, a bit of ice time, and I think it's great. It is unfortunate that the first goal was deflected or redirected off his stick and snuck by David Riddick, but it's nice to see him getting a lot of ice time and Jeff Ward having confidence and trust in the youth. Mark Giordano is still seeing about 30 minutes a night, and we're going to talk about that because I just I don't think that there is a reason for him to be playing that much. I don't think that it is necessary. I think that there are far more talented and younger guys who can, you know, maybe manage that workload a little bit better. Somebody tweeted last night, let me find their Twitter handle because Sea of Red Central tweeted, Folks, we might have to have a difficult conversation about our captain. Is it demotion time? Now, immediately, I wasn't thinking, oh, that means he's stripping him of the C, of the captain title. He's talking about, like, you know, less playing time. And I completely agree because I just, I don't understand why 
he's getting that kind of ice time when he's not really out there doing too much. I say you save what he can do for the penalty kill. He still has it. Like, no one is denying that, but it's just time for the younger guys to really step up and play that those kind of minutes, especially once we get further along into the season, we're going to see back-to-back games. And I'm sorry, this is not going to be like that five-overtime game here. We're not doing any of that. We are, we are simply just, you know, 60 minutes of ice time in two days for somebody of his age is just unreasonable. But we will talk more about that um, probably next week. Especially, I want to see how uh, the game against the Habs go tomorrow, of course. Something else to note is that Carey Price is still good at hockey. I mean, he <laughs> Carey Price has always been one of those players that I've loved to hate. Even though I always thought he was good because growing up a Bruins fan, you know, you're not really supposed to show any sort of grace towards the Habs. But it was nice to see him, you know, still looking alive in net and... Great to see him play with a team of this kind of caliber again. But uh, Matthew Kachuk and Ben Chiro met in the Habs crease after Chiro cross-checked to uh, Kachuk and he felt as if Kachuk embellished it. And you know what? Unlike Jake Muzzin, Chiro was here to step up and be a grown-up and not run off like a coward. But... Yesterday, or actually, I guess technically it was Wednesday on Down the Frozen River, I talked about Kachuk, and I plan to be revisiting this um, in the next segment. But we're going to talk about his reputation. But again, the next game is tomorrow against the Canadians. I would expect the Flames to go out with energy and to have some sort of life. And show us that they actually care about the season and they want to win. I also expect Jeff Ward to have um, Markstrom in net. It's a shortened season. Shortened season. (laughs) So you need to be taking at least one point a game. If not, you just good luck. Especially with the way that you know Vancouver has played against Ottawa, and I know it's. Everybody's like, oh, it's Ottawa. But they have really become not cup contenders by any means, but they have certainly come strides in the last few years. And last night's game and really the games against the Leafs were frustrating. And I feel like that is an understatement because you know this team is so talented. You know that they can go out there and produce, but when you aren't showing any life until the final two minutes of the game. Just what what is happening? Also, I would like to note that uh, Milan Lucic technically scored again. I don't know if the league changed the goal, but it was te- it was ruled as a Sam Bennett goal. But the Flames account tweeted it as if it was Lucic's goal. So once again, I'm asking Lucic to be scratched <laughs> because th- that's going to be a new thing. He, he scored after I called for him to be scratched the first time. Superstition continued, called for him to be scratched again, and here we are for a third night asking for him to be scratched. But 
Uh, Sam Bennett, you know, good to see him looking alive out there too and not taking penalties. But coming up next is Matthew Kachuk, the new Brad Marchand. Uh, you know, Brad Marchand has had his himself a career, but is Kachuk beyond redemption? But first, our friends at betonline.ag are here to offer our Locked On listeners a special promo. Head on over to betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Super Bowl is right around the corner. Make some bets about your favorite hockey players, baseball team, basketball players, you name it. And it's the one place that we trust and the one place that has it all. BetOnline AG has it for you. And head on over to BetOnline.ag and get that 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. Locked On Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Jess Belmosto. Three suspensions in 2017. Okay? And that's it. That's it. You know? Three suspensions. And Matthew Kachuk is still a little bit of a pest. And I don't mean that in the sense of he makes questionable plays and, you know, he gets away with it because I don't I don't think that's what it is at all. He he is a more physical player and somebody who plays a more in your face style. And Brad Marchand does the same exact thing, and Lucic did it back in his heyday, too. So it does not surprise me to see somebody of his talent, you know, kind of playing a more physical game. And I'm not talking, like, Tom Wilson physical, because if it was Tom Wilson physical, you know I would read that boy to filth. But Matthew Kachuk is a talented player, and usually when you see quote-unquote goons, um, you know, they're playing more of a Milan Lucic role. And in the sense of they're not doing anything. They're just kind of there to uh, reinforce the idea that if you hurt one of my, one of my teammates, I'm going to hurt you. Um, Kachuk is somebody who is fun to watch. And not only because he is like, you know, you watch him because he will get under his opponent's skin, but because he has so much skill. And I love it. I love watching him. And when I came onto Locked on Flames, I didn't know too much about him. I really didn't because I wasn't paying attention to Western hockey, but he is so much fun to watch and I just, I really enjoy it. And I think that he has a lot of talent and he is not past the point of redemption because under the new CBA or the latest he, whenever, listen, I don't know. I don't know anything about these CBA contracts or anything. I am simply a reporter. <laughs> uh, based on the CBA, he is no longer considered a repeat offender because if you go two years without a suspension, you're no longer a repeat offender. So take that, do that what you will, and do without what you will. I can't even talk today. I'm recording and have not had coffee yet. <laughs> And we've raised the question in the past of if he is past the point of redemption, and like I just said, no, he he's already redeemed himself in my eyes. I think that he is just going to be playing more of that in-your-face style of hockey, and he's not going to be afraid to throw those hits, and that's okay. Um you know, Brad Marchand has a lot of talent, too, and if you're unaware, he actually had, I believe it was groin surgery 
And he said that the past two seasons, he was playing at only 80%. (laughs) And he was still, like, racking up, like, 90 to 100 points, I believe. So I do think that, you know, (laughs) Matthew Kachuk is fine. I don't think that he is an issue. I think that it could be a very slippery slope if he does not really rein it in at times because, you know, guy throws a puck at you. I'm sure you want to throw the net at him, but I'm, I, he's fine. He is absolutely fine. I don't think that it's anything to worry about by any means, but I, in, in all honesty, I do think that he is the heartbeat of this team and he is the next captain. If he keeps it up with this, you know, more, uh, reined in style of hockey that he's been playing since those suspensions. I think that, you know, once Gio retires, I think that that's going to be what it is. And I think that he has taken a step in a step in the right direction towards the leadership roles. And there's nothing wrong with that by any means. I think he has absolutely done amazing. And I I'm really hopeful to see what else he does. And if, you know, playing around guys like Chris Tanev and, um, you know, obviously Gio, if that has kind of, um, you know, if they've talked to him and been like, dude, like, come on, you got to stop, like, get it together a little bit. But we're going to wrap up today's episode with uh, me reading <laughs> The Flames to Filth. But first, we are going to talk about our friends at Built Bar. You guys know Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors, 12 original, 6 new. They are fantastic tasting protein bars. You can put them in a protein milkshake and make like a frap. I've seen people melt them um, or just eat them like a candy bar. They are covered in 100% chocolate. And with the delicious flavors that they have, it's literally like eating a candy bar. They're fantastic for anybody who wants to lose weight, maintain weight, on a keto diet, anything like that. So head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off of your next order. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames pod. I promised y'all in this last segment that I was going to read the Flames to Phil. <laughs> now, this is more opinion. I do not have any stats to back this up, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure but simply because we're going to do a more stats-oriented episode later in the day. So again, two episodes dropped today, but my goodness, the fl- I saw a tweet I said that the only team the Flames need to worry about is themselves. And I, <laughs> I felt so bad for laughing, but I couldn't agree more. They're, it's like they're imploding without Dylan Dubé. I don't know. I, I mean, obviously I knew he was like a key factor to this team, but I didn't think that he, you know, without him the team would just crumble. And, you know, of course, sorry, I hate to relate this back to Boston again, but David Posternock has not played a single game this season for the Bruins, and they're like 5-1-1. One, and one. So what, what's going on there? <laughs> but, again, something needs to change if they even want to consider making the playoffs. And, of course, I understand that not everything is going to go well, 
and it, but it is a condensed season. They need to be taking at least a point a game away because it's just it does not make sense. And I get it. Teams start off to a slow start, and Vancouver is an example of that. You know, they kind of lost their balance there for a little bit, but they quickly got their feet underneath them. And we've talked about the Flames and how they literally thrive off of that momentum. And they just, they it's like once they start losing, they, they just start losing. It is not fun. It is not fun to watch. I was so frustrated with last night's game. And I know I probably should look at these games a little more objectively as a re- reporter, but... With this podcast, I feel like you have to have the emotion in it. And it's like, ugh, I can't believe that, you know, four goals. It's just, oh, my God. Last night's game was so frustrating. And I am really looking forward to tomorrow night's game. Going to see how that goes against the Canadians. I believe that's a hockey night in Canada game. I don't know. (laughs) But I think it's kind of funny because people here are – Canadian fans and I literally live in Habs country here in upstate New York and you know I saw a bunch of people that I work with posting on Facebook and they're like oh go Habs and I'm like oh wow that's sad I'm sorry but coming up later today we do have a second episode coming out it is going to be the episode with Nick Lanciani and he is the encyclopedia of hockey so head on over to my Twitter, Jess Belmosto, and throw us some questions. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you will get the latest episode as soon as it's available each day. And I will talk to you all later. Bye-bye.